The place from which the title this morning arose was a Facebook post from a friend of mine in California. The post showed a photograph, probably, possibly from the 40s or 50s, of a little girl dressed in a ruffled and white lacy dress and smock. Uh, you know, she's sitting at a tea party with three cats, a large dog, and a teddy bear. Now, the, the furniture and stuff is rather rough-hewn wood, and so um, that's what makes me date it so much. Um, these days, parents wouldn't risk splinters. Anyway, the caption under the photograph said, it's not our job to toughen our children up to face a cruel and heartless world. It's our job to raise children who will make the world a less cruel and heartless place. Doesn't mean we don't make them strong. Doesn't mean we don't teach them to take care of themselves. But I thought that folded nicely into the Mother's Day proclamation. Um, true to form, however, my mind took off in another direction. Uh, the quote started me thinking about just what jobs ours are. There are many things for which we take responsibility simply because we see them, they touch our hearts, and we want to do something about it. Simply caring about something does not automatically mean it's our responsibility. No one of us is capable of taking on everything and having our efforts for any of the above turn out remotely effective. I, again, I'm reminded of that thing in Nielsen's The Point of a point in every direction is the same as no point at all. Um, the real limits of time, energy, capacity, skills, and resources determine to some extent what we can or cannot do. Sometimes our hearts open and our reason falls right out. to care for our hearts, to be good stewards of the resources God and life have given us, we have to be intentional. We have to make choices. I saw a good bit of material this week about time management. As a matter of fact, uh, flipping through channels, Joel Osteen was talking about it. But I, I was looking at that and um, information about interruptions and stress and sense of satisfaction and how they all wind together with priorities, decisions, direction, plans, making all the difference even when the unexpected shows up in our lives. I was in the recording studio recently. Um, my, a collaborator uh, friend of mine and I were trying to finish 
a CD project. The deadline is it has to be turned in Monday. So we were getting kind of stressed about stuff, and there's always, 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 always more that can be done to perfect something like that. And my nephew, who is in town this weekend, pointed out to me that George Lucas, when he was dealing with Star Wars, said if he didn't let it go, it would never have been released. That he had to give up wanting it to be perfect. If we try to do it all, then nothing happens. We see a need and we want to act, of course. There are many things we can do. Still, we must find the editor within us to make choices that are true to our own calling. That connection we have with the sacred can let us know what's ours to do. And when we're doing what's ours to do, we don't burn out. Sarah was always late to work, no matter how much she tried to be on time, or how many times her boss scolded her. She just could not wake up on time. Her boss said she would fire her if that didn't stop. Sarah decided to speak, seek the advice of her doctor. He prescribed her some medication and told her to take one pill before going to sleep. She did, and she woke up before the alarm clock sounded and headed into work feeling well-rested. Sarah told her boss about the doctor's prescription and how well it worked. Her boss said, That's great, Sarah, but where were you yesterday? You know, one way or another, our bodies are going to tell us when we're out of alignment with what's ours to do. Our spirits get depleted. Our lives begin to suffer. I know nothing about any of this. This is just hearsay. You know, I can remember Helen Keller's quote, the, I am one, but still I, I'm only one, but still I am one. And be, I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot, I cannot do everything, <laughs> I will not refuse to do the something that I can. Now, I know people that are wonderful, descriptive writers who don't have an editor. They end up doing a lot more than they need to. It, it even detracts from our art. Less is more. Having discernment, making decisions, being intentional about 
what we want to do, prioritizing so that the things that we need to take care of first or most get done, and then we let things fall behind that. Science shows us again and again the laws of diminishing returns when human needs overextend themselves. When we choose to do one thing, intentionally or not, we're choosing not to do a pile of other things. We fail to make necessary choices for health and spiritual and psychological vitality. We must be intentional about our choices. And we must let something other than just our hearts steer us. This season, you know, as the children uh, told us in our chalice lighting, you know, we're here as witnesses to humanist teachings that warn us against idolatries of mind or spirit but we're witnessing wonders, and one of the wonders is the development of consciousness. Using it is our responsibility. All of us can care and do care. All of us are capable of being loving, supportive, and nurturing. And all of us are better at it when we're not stressed out.